Welcome to NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. Joining us today is one of our original NASA Edge fans, Carrie Bean, who started watching the show before she even got a job at NASA. Thanks for being on the show, Carrie. Yep, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, and, and you're, you have a very interesting job because uh, not only do you work for NASA, but you have the unique distinction of being a rover driver and you drive Curiosity. Tell us, how, how did you become a rover driver? Yeah, so when I was a student, I was working on some of the Mars rovers like Spirit and Opportunity and even Curiosity, but even just as an atmospheric scientist and working on the cameras. And then when I got hired at JPL, I actually didn't work on Mars rovers for a while, but eventually came back because they're my first love. And I had just started learning how to be a Mars rover driver on Opportunity. And so when we lost contact, the Curiosity team said, hey, do you want to learn how to drive us instead? And so that's how I became a rover driver on Curiosity. And, and I'm curious, like, what's the checkout process? Like, it's been a while since I got a driving test at the DMV or anything, but do you, do you have to parallel park? What, what are some of the things that you have to do to, to prove that you're capable of driving one of these really awesome rovers? It takes a long time. It's like a whole school study program. You have classes, you have homework, you have labs, you have to do practice, you have to have someone watch you do it several times before they allow you to do it by yourself. And one of the fun things is not only do we get to drive, but we also get to operate the robotic arm as well. And so that takes a lot of effort between learning how to not only drive, but wave the arm around. You know, we want to wave it around very cautiously, not like we don't care. <laughs> Yeah, no distracted driving on the surface of Mars. Exactly. Well, it's very interesting to me because we just covered the Mars 2020 uh, Perseverance launch and they're headed to Mars now. And eventually, I suppose, we'll have two Curiosity-esque rovers uh, operating at the same time on Mars. Are, are you involved in the Percy uh, driving as well? So I'm not involved in the Percy driving per se, but I am actually one of the helicopter integration engineers for Perseverance. And so I'm essentially working as part of the interface between the helicopter ingenuity and the Perseverance rover team, helping make sure that we get the helicopter activities into the plan, that the rover's in a good spot to look at the helicopter, all that kind of good stuff. And I guess it's kind of a, a similar skill set in that you have to conscientiously plan these steps out in advance because uh, it's not like just uh, driving with a joystick. You've got to send all your commands to Mars and then wait for them to happen, right? Yeah, we send a plan one to three days at a time. So, you know, we're not driving it in real time with a joystick. We're uh, sending stuff in advance. So we have to wait usually a whole day before we actually find out how things went on Mars. And have you run into any complicated maneuvers that you've had to do? Because I know you plan a lot, but I imagine you're still dealing with a fairly tricky surface on Mars. Yeah, sometimes it's like a parking lot, nice and smooth, and you can just go, go, go. Sometimes there's a lot of like pointy rocks that we don't want to drive over, or maybe we want to touch the arm on a particular rock, but it's, you know, at a weird angle or something like that. So sometimes, you know, we always plan in teams with the rovers. It's not just one person coming up with a plan. And so usually we have at least two other people kind of checking each other and looking to make sure of, hey, did we do this right? Did we think about this? You know, if something's particularly hard, you know, we have a lot of support that we can pull on that day. And I imagine you're going to be really challenged here when Percy starts to move because you'll have concurrent teams. Is there 
Is there overlap or are you literally having to expand to have two separate driving teams for each rover? So there's a little bit of overlap. When Perseverance is on Mars time, it'll be a little bit harder since the Mars day is about 40 minutes longer. So your shift may start at 8 a.m. one day and then 8.40 the next day and 9.20 the next day until you're all the way around the clock starting at like 5 a.m. or 2 a.m. or whatever it is. So that will be a little hard to overlap. But um, there's a lot of overlap between the, the Curiosity and Perseverance teams. Now, Carrie, I'm assuming that uh, because uh, I know you as a fan, uh, I also know that you have a love of Star Wars. For some reason, I, I think that that's true. I, I understand that you actually adopted something from Star Wars uh, for your, for your uh, job there at JPL. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yep, so it's my personal mission to uh, make as many Star Wars acronyms as possible. So my most recent accomplishment in that arena is PORGS, or Practical Operational Readiness Gambits. So now, especially with remote operations, it's really hard to train our new rover drivers because normally they're sitting there right next to you, looking at the same screen, everything like that and you're getting a lot of knowledge that way. Well, it's a little bit harder when you're not able to sit next to each other. And so we've actually been running training simulations. So the rover drivers pretend that they're having a day on shift. I'll give them a scenario of, we're gonna try and drive to this location today. You still have to figure it out. And so that's, that's been pretty fun to, uh, you know, make Star Wars acronyms. Have any of these gambits involved the rover drivers coming across, say, a discarded lightsaber or anything like that? I did have a fun one that involved driving up to a dinosaur bone. There's no oh. real dinosaur bones on Mars, but, you know, we pretended. <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like you have a very exciting job, and I'm, I'm very happy for you because this whole Ingenuity helicopter with Perseverance is adding an entirely new dimension uh, to our work on Mars. So I really hope that this works out well. How did you get involved with Ingenuity? Because that's, you know, the difference between driving and flying a helicopter, and then you're more in the planning phase. Yeah, so one of the things that's unique about the helicopter is, of course, that's going to fly, which we haven't done yet. And so I actually studied Martian meteorology when I was in school, so I know a bit more about the atmosphere than the average rover driver, since a lot of them are computer scientists or robotics engineers, and they didn't come from the science background that I have. Um, the other interesting part is that I did a lot of other operational roles, especially on uh, Opportunity. So I got to see a lot of the other aspects for planning a Mars rover. And a lot of rover drivers tend to not do that. And so given that experience, I'm able to look at the planning cycle and understand the different phases that are going on. And so that'll help me be able to integrate the helicopter activities better. Well, we're very excited. We can't wait for the landing in February and we look forward to the helicopter flight whenever it happens. And I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that my guess is if you're ever in the mission development program, I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of land speeder incorporated in the next uh, <laughs> rover uh, mission. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. I'll start writing the proposal. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show, Carrie. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're watching NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA.